I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. So I want to start a new segment on this show called Mom Movie Reviews, because this made me (laughs) laugh so much. (laughs) My mom texted me out of nowhere and just said, I just watched a movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Okay. Tell me about it. And she's like, I watched Children of the Corn. Corn emoji, child emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Not scary. 80s movie Evil Demon is bad. And then like a demon devil face emoji. (laughs) 80s special special effects look like fire. Fire emoji. Pretty stupid. So she sends me that. And then like an hour later, she sends me. Now I'm watching signs. (laughs) Street sign emoji uh, mel gibson <laughs> thumbs down emoji with aliens alien emoji <laughs> and i said okay you'll have to tell me how it is because i've never seen it and she just sends back later it was fine shrug emoji <laughs> <laughs> so that has been uh movie reviews with my mom <laughs> shout out to your mom by the way because i couldn't realize she kind of she kind of has been the uh, one of our unofficial co-hosts. I mean, I, I still am a huge fan of her impromptu cameo in, I don't remember what episode number it is. It was the one we were talking about Woodstock. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the early ones because I was still living in Florida at the time. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. But I, I love the fact that she adds the emojis in as if somehow like, now granted, that's actually a really good question. Now, does she add the emojis for like comedic effect or is it more of like a signifier because I want to know her process. Like what's, what's, how does this work? And I I think that's fantastic. So you know how when a little kid figures out how to do something, they do it so much that Uh it becomes annoying. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, that's my mom with emojis. She was so proud of herself for learning, learning how to emoji that now every text message has like 14 emojis in it. I think my, my dad has been doing something similar to that. Uh, cause a couple of weeks ago he had texted me, um, and my sisters in the group chat. I was like, okay, I just finished watching the suicide squad through exclamation marks. Was everyone on drugs when they made this movie with about four exclamation marks and four question marks <laughs> with the mind blown emoji. See parents, man, parents watching movies. They let you know what's up. <laughs> Now I know, in case I didn't know already, avoid the suicide movie. It's bad. Oh, man. So at what point do I start doing that? <laughs> I feel like you you and I both have, uh, we have an out in that we are both very guilty of the millennial crying laughing face. Oh, I am horribly <laughs> guilty. It's probably my most overused emoji. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, like Aunt Mildred died cry laughing emoji. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laugh at a lot of stuff and you don't know unless I use that emoji. I also <laughs> the the smiley face has sort of in like seeped its way into my work emails where I'm like, Can you please fucking do this? Smiley face so you know I'm not a bitch. Like Oh, that's the one thing I can't do. We have a 
somebody that emails us uh, from one of our other stations who puts emojis in their emails. And it makes me like so angry <laughs> because the point is like, this is a professional setting and not that I'm, you know, Mr. Professional, you know, <laughs> 101, but yeah. I just feel like we're not at that point yet. And we're, we're just not there. And I don't think we'll ever be. And if we are, that's definitely grounds for I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> well, it, for the most part, it sticks to internal communication. I'm not using it with clients and shit, but when I need my coworkers to get off their ass and do something and I ask them politely to do so, I will sometimes sneak in a smiley face emoji. So you've not used like the, the poop emoji for a subject line? Uh, No. That's wild shit. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> You'd be like, "Holy poop emoji! Look at our reports this week. Like, <laughs> productivity is up." And like, devil horns emoji is like, "Yeah, sales, marketing, percentages." So you know this about me because you've texted with me. I'm not really a fan of the poop emoji. I don't really use the poop emoji. I don't. I think it's pretty much dead. I don't think anyone really uses it anymore. It just though I've been getting some massive mileage out of the eye emojis. Uh huh. <laughs> it works for every. There's no situation that it doesn't work for. <laughs> and its context is universal, and I love it. <laughs> I think that's it. That's, those are pretty much the only two that I really use. Oh, man. Now I definitely feel old. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we just sat here and did like a solid 10 on like emojis. <laughs> Next up, airline food. <laughs> and I don't know how to program my VCR, but that's going to have to wait until episode 100. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. I guess. Yep. Theme song. We're back. <laughs> It's definitely theme song time. Yikes, world. Hi, you're listening to Talking Like a Teen, where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. Uh, I am not Adrian. And I am covered in water because 7-Eleven fills their water bottles too high. <laughs> Do you have a, a nickname that I can call you? It's kind of long. Uh, sure. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> I'm not actually Talking Like a Teen. She already said it. Hey, how's it going, friend? <laughs> it's great. It's great to talk to you again. Not that we don't talk anyway, but like it's nice to talk in, in this context. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. How are you? I'm okay. Um, and it's weird because uh, depending on when these get put out, um, if they get put out at all, um, I, I'm i only joking because real life sucks, but um, some good things are happening over the horizon, so... I'm hoping that that will actually make for a better recording schedule. However, I will say it does make the times that we do get together to do this all the more special. Yeah, for sure. 
Because, like, I want to be, like, the Sade of podcasts, where it's, like, we don't release something, like, every time, but when we release something, it's fucking gold. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a reference that I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Happy Montero Day. Happy Montero Day! The baby was born! <laughs> oh, my God. What a beautiful fucking baby. <laughs> right? Okay, so... Now, we've done episodes talking about Lil Nas X before. A matter of fact, I know he showed up on our best of 2019 uh, end did. of the year list. Don't ask what episode number it is right now because um, I'm somewhere between uh, forgetful and not 100% sober. <laughs> so, and you and I were pretty much fans from the jump. And I mean, I'm going to let you take this because I'm just going to gush and no one wants all that right now. So you being the measured, articulate one, I will let you handle this. Uh, that's unfortunate because I, I don't really have much to, to say aside from like squeeing. Like the whole album is just so good. Right? Now, you and I, of course, are very big music fans. <laughs> that's kind of the basis for our friendship as well as this whole show. Indeed. And... He's not the first to have a big rollout for an album like this. But I have to say, going the exaggerated approach, because you and I both know that like self-promotion is very difficult. Because there's always that part of you that always feels bad to have to tell people, hey, check out this thing I made. Listen to this thing I did. Watch this thing, this video I made. And, you know, there's people that, of course, that are supportive. But you almost sort of feel like, one, is anyone really like into this or is like am i doing it too much or is, am i doing it the right way whereas Lil Nas has pretty much lived his whole life you know on internet culture and just gets it and the between the promos of course the album like the song snippets some of these songs apparently where he had been working on since old town road which is nuts and it's just this yeah. really cool thing and it's just like what are you gonna say other than this album's great it's really fun and he just seems like he's having the most fun rolling this out. And let's not get it twisted. The album's beautiful, but man, it is, it's a lot in a, in a really good way. And you and I talked a little bit off mic about this. I, I was not expecting to feel so many feelings. <laughs> and you had said something along the lines of like the people that were, that only know Old Town Road and don't know the stuff that he's put out sort of in between don't have a full picture of just how like lyrically deep a lot of his songs actually are. Right. And I, <laughs> I did know that and I don't know what I was expecting, but like the, the first half of this album, there are some, are some songs that deal with some sort of some, some tougher stuff, but like the back, like third is album, man. <laughs> I was not expecting to feel so many fucking feelings at 1030 in the goddamn morning. <laughs> and that was sort of partially my fault because as always, when I'm into something, I always do those deep dives. And I can't remember when this was. This was at least a year ago, I want to say, mm -hmm. if not two. Or was it? I don't know. Time was just an abstract now. Thanks, 2020. But some time ago, because I'm not even going to try to date it. Um, he had released um, like a series of TikTok videos that he was posting on Twitter. And essentially mm -hmm. the idea was if he got a certain amount of retweets or likes, he would have done another part. But it basically was sort of his backstory and 
the events leading up to and following the release of Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about, you know, having living with a sister and the music thing wasn't taking off, basically getting kicked out of the house, you know, I guess um, his issue with his father. But then, like, Old Town Road happened and, like, he's like a worldwide phenomenon, but not realizing that after that song came out, you know, having fallen into a deep depression and honestly almost ended it. And it was a really, like, wild series of videos because, hell, at... 36 i'm just now kind of coming terms with certain things so i can't imagine being that young and actually even putting this stuff out because you know the internet people are fucking horrible yes and even in trying to be celebratory of course people are jumping on his shit because every time he does something a thousand and one people including some of his own peers in music industry have so many opinions about him because well they have issues uh with their own security but that's neither here nor there <laughs> but it's a lot to have to deal with and to have to of course take all of the praise and the criticism and then to put that like reflect that back out into the world like i don't know if i could do that shit and again like he's just really talented and i think this album hit at a perfect time and it's it slaps but it also said something and i know this sounds like I'm like some, you know, I'm like fanning out here, but I honestly am. Like, it's probably one of the biggest surprises in a long time, only because, like, I knew it was going to be good, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking good. It's really good. Like, there, there are no, there's no skippable songs. No skips. No skips. Also, shout out to No Skips Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an early favorite song? I have a few, so let's uh, let's get into this. Okay. Life after Salem is starting to become my favorite, but I that's mean, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> Lost in the Citadel is good too. Sun goes down. I'm sorry, like I almost skipped that one because. When he first released that song, I think it was like a one-off single not too long after Montero came out. Yeah. And that video made me ugly cry. Like, that shit hit way too, way too close to home. <laughs> so, Life After Salem. Holy does shit. Does that song not have the biggest fucking Portishead vibes? I dig it. I, f- I can feel that. I love it so much. It's just... It's, uh, like, seriously, you could hand the lyrics over to Beth Gibbons and be like, here, do it. And it would sound like a Portishead song. The instrumentation is so cool. The lyrics are neat. Um, he sings the fuck out of it. It's just such a, a good, kind of sad and creepy, like, trip-hop song. It rules. And I think what I love about this song is, like I said, he's always had a great voice. But I think this is the one song in the album where he's really, like, pushing past, you know, sort of, like, his range, I think, in a good way. Yeah, for sure. And, like, like, speaking of no skips, and I think what makes this album great is because, also, shout out to the fact that, like, people being unafraid to go back to releasing, like, 15-track albums. Because for a while, they were told that was the last thing we wanted, but I'm like, no, give me all of your music, please. Every song in this album has its own identity. It has its own vibe. It has its own... Like, you could tell each one was worked on with the same love and care as the one before it and the one after it. And not that there aren't other bands that do the same thing, but there's usually albums where it's like, all right, you could tell this one 
maybe wasn't like the biggest one or like this one maybe could have been left off, but everything on here just, it hits. Yes. Agreed. I'm sure this is not the last time that we'll talk about this album. No, but I'm also mad that this album made me like fuck with Doja Cat. And I usually don't. <laughs> like her verse was fucking great. And I'm like, God damn it. Even she snapped on this. <laughs> like, fuck. And honestly, even Miley, it's like, hey, Shout out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Cause I'm going to just. <laughs> so I, I don't love Miley Cyrus. I don't particularly care for Miley Cyrus. I appreciate that, that she's like dumb talented, but just like not, not to yuck everybody's yum, but like it's for somebody. It's definitely not for me. Um, she fucking goes off and sounds great in this in this song that she does with him. And as a, as a final track, as like a send off thing, I love when an album ends on a song that puts you in your fucking feelings. It makes you brain too much. And that's exactly what this song does. It's perfect. See, I didn't fuck with Miley during like, I think, you know, the infamous, I guess, height of her career, but the climb and like parting the USA. I'm sorry. Those songs are kind of bangers. <laughs> and also, I had younger cousins, so I kind of and the little sister, so you just kind of rolled with it. But shout out to Lil Nas for essentially giving the Cyrus family like a redemption arc. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> had that thought as well. Because <laughs> I was like, at first, I looked through the list, and I'm like, all of these artists like more or less make sense, except for Miley Cyrus. And then I'm like, no, you dumbass, Miley Cyrus makes the most sense out of all of these. <laughs> it's like well i I'm helped your dad dumb. out i gotta here you go i would like to provide your family with more money enjoy <laughs> and shout out to megan stallion because my lord like that song is my other favorite song off this album i love her so much that song is so fun and like anything with with a horn section i'm just i'm just here for it Right? Like, can we get more songs of Megan in, like, horn sections? Like, is that a thing? Yes, please. (laughs) But, yeah, I think we're probably going to talk about this album for a while. But this was not that there haven't been some other great releases that have come out this year, which, you know, we're nearing that time. So we'll talk about them. But this album, actually, I already had a preliminary list up. Fucked up the whole game. And, you know, (laughs) I just want good things for Lil Nas. And... I really feel like he earns it, and especially with all of the just horrible shit like that people have thrown, and like I said, people who should know better. And yeah. I'm not gonna name names. Y'all have been on the internet, and it's like, okay, if he's not your thing, then fine. I'm not trying to say like, oh, if you don't like him, then you suck. I'm talking about the people who went out of their way to talk shit because there's a lot of those people who were like, Raven, this is the greatest album ever. Y'all know you're all talking shit when Old Town Road came out. Uh huh. Until he kept releasing every song afterwards, and it's like each song got better and better, as if I wasn't fucking, you know, up on the wall, you know, twerking, doing handstands during Panini, but because <laughs> that song's a perpetual slapper. That whole oh EP was great. And it's do we, so good. We don't talk about which song with Cardi on. Was it Rodeo? Yes. Oh my God. And then, of course, the one with Travis Barker. Just you, you, again. Uh, our love for Travis is well fucking documented on this podcast. Just like anything that he drums on, I'm just uh, automatically here for. And it's just so good. I appreciate the fact that this album, 
like is a pop album, but like within it, there's so many different, he tries so many different things where you've got songs that have sort of like a Hispanic influence and, you know, we've got like trip hop and like all these different like fucking drumline shit. Like I just, he's not afraid to try different things. And that's so cool. It's really cool. And I feel like it's what music should be. And I know that, and I don't care what genre you're in, people like it's kind of interesting that we still are having to grasp the fact that someone who performs in a particular genre can't be influenced by a completely different genre. Right. So I don't know, like that whole controversy surrounding um, Pop Smoke's posthumous album. Mm-hmm. Where like you know it's got like a lot of features from artists that would not normally be on his other albums. Now I don't know how much of that was studio or family, how much of that was actually signed off on. But uh, what's the one song that actually ended up charting? Uh, it's the one with Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. who I fucking love, by the way. Um, right. So that song, you know, was uh, becoming a hit, and people were like, oh. Pop Smoke wouldn't have wanted this. He wouldn't have wanted this. And he didn't fuck with, you know, Dua Lipa. Until the video came up of him in the car with his boys bumping the shit out of Dua Lipa track. So, like, <laughs> would he necessarily sign off on this particular track? I don't know. I have no way of knowing that. But let's not act like people aren't interested in different things, you know? So anytime that people are willing to just wear their influences on their sleeve, I'm like, hell yeah. Like that whole Young Thug um, Tiny Desk concert. Yeah. That shit was incredible. And, uh, and I don't even you, listen to Young Thug that much. <laughs> just because you, you make a certain type of music, you might gravitate towards that. That doesn't mean you don't listen to other shit. Like, uh-huh. fucking uh, Frank Ocean may do shit with Odd Feature and all that kind of stuff, but, like, he also references, like, fucking Elliot Smith in one of his songs, like... You can fuck with different things. You can like more than one thing at a time. It's it's a whole. Are you thing. sure, Ashley? Is that such a thing? Because uh, my worldview is very limited, and I'm very one dimensional. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to hear that. Wait, what do you mean, Frank Ocean, who um, made sort of a career hanging out with a band of kids who are into both hip hop and skate culture, being in different things? Nope. Can't. Surely you jest. <laughs> You know me, I jest on all the things. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Frank Ocean. I'm sorry, like, going oh back to little Nas, you know, but, like, the pictures at the Met Gala, I'm like, my whole ass, like, rate, you know. Please. <laughs> it's just please. Please, 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 please. A, collaboration. Thank you, please. Uh, B, I'm sitting here being very patient and very good. I've been a very good girl. Can I please have a new Frank Ocean album? He's working on it. You can't rest genius. I was just talking about Sade. Would you tell Sade to hurry up? No. Also, Um, Sade would be like, who are you? How did you get my number? But that's not here nor there. (laughs) Listen, white lady, please chill out. But I feel like she'd, like, brew you tea and, like, showed you for a little bit. She's not going to, like, directly kick you out. Like, she'd be so gracious about it. You'd be like, I wish I had such a pleasant, like, getting kicked out of someone's property before. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she would definitely, she would definitely, like, make me a cup of tea. And I would leave with, like, a book of poems by, like, a, a 
lady poet of some kind. You know, like Amanda Gorman or some shit. <laughs> and it would be it would be so polite and then like three days later I would realize like man, she fucking tore me apart in the most elegant way possible. Right? <laughs> and my skin cleared up in the process? Like, <laughs> that was very refreshing. Oh, oh and then man. Kid Cudi, you know, supporting him. And that's what I love, uh, that everybody who was, you know, showing support, like I said, because, you know, when my, the video from Ontario came out, the fucking discourse around that video and the shoes... Everything was just like, come on, y'all. Like, they're doing the absolute most to try to break this kid. And that was what hurt because I've seen it happen to other people who aren't even famous. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking, like, between all these rappers who are supposedly, like, you know, T.I. is throwing them shit, Boosie, which I'm like, why are you still around? (laughs) I don't even get into the story of why he has no means, grounds to talk about anybody's kids being corrupted because that is way too much for this podcast. Um (laughs) But, like, it was cool seeing people in, like, that, um, someone had tweeted, like, oh, I noticed there's only certain kind of people on this album, like, you know, weren't there more, like, black guys you could work with or something like that? And, he, and Lil Nas replied, like, a lot of them didn't want to work with me. To which Kid mm-hmm. Cudi's like, I'll work with you. Like, he literally just pulled, like, the, I'll, I'll ride with you, Toretto. Like, oh, right? shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cudi, man. Like. Also, yeah, sign me the fuck up for that collab, too. Um, can you know that's gonna, you know that's gonna be fun. I don't know if I'm ready for a little Nas track with like Frank Ocean because Kid Cudi's homes alone can cure disease. Um, <laughs> that's not verified. Don't spread that. Um, <laughs> the he CDC actually cannot... does not sign off on the yes. the previous statement. <laughs> but like that shit is therapy in and of itself. So like even if they never collab, even if they just hang out, just the fact that he's got someone as cool as Kate Cuddy to like have his back yeah I love that I just love seeing artists support each other like even if they're not making music for public consumption just even on like a public setting just showing love for each other and like that's what it should be that's what of course the world and just creativity in general it's, it's that's what it is you know, so to everybody who was bad mouthing or whatever, fuck you. We're gonna rock out to this album and cry, and I'm just really glad it's here because I don't know about anybody else. I didn't know I needed this at this moment. Right? It's so good. <laughs> Fourteen out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could go longer, honestly. Like, I'm just happy to talk to you, and also this is since the, this is the first time we've heard the album, like, and we both listened to it today. Yeah. And like we were there was no way we were going to not talk about this. So <laughs> I was so mad. I told you like I I like blocked off time in my fucking work calendar to like appear busy so that I would listen to this so I could have time to listen to the album uninterrupted and then like 20 minutes in someone fucking called me. I was so pissed. <laughs> Like, how dare you make me do my job? It's Friday. Leave me alone. I'm busy with this really important thing. I'm so glad that I had off today because I would have been pissed if I had to, like, wait till, like, the end of the day to try to listen to this. (laughs) And also, I just want to point out one more thing. I do appreciate the fact that, like, this was almost like an event because I know this happens with video games and movies. And I want this Mm -hmm. for albums again where, like, release dates are, like, 
and I'm sure for, depending on who you talk to, it probably already is. But like when an album drops, it's like this is a moment where you know, and of course, Twitter and Instagram, social media just blew up, and it's like I kind of miss that feeling in a way. I I was thinking about that too. Like I I don't remember the last time that there was an album that I that I was counting down to that what am I trying to say um that I was counting down to that felt like it wasn't just me like me being like oh I'm so excited for my little hipster album me and like two dozen other people are really pumped about this like to have this be like a fucking thing on Twitter to have like all the like videos and the goofy tweets and like all of that stuff to just like have it be this real like moment within pop culture that I got to play a part in it was really cool and I feel like we have moved away from that as far as music is concerned like you were just saying because this seemed like more of a thing like (laughs) old uh like back in the day you know like late 90s early 2000s sort of thing like i remember counting down to like the new backstreet boys album the new nsync album like when pop music was like at its most ridiculous and it we don't really do that anymore and it's kind of a bummer yeah and i know that a lot of that is a lot of that feels cyclical where it's like things that are out of fashion become in vogue again. Like I was mentioning before, you know, for years people thought vinyl was outdated, not realizing, you know, shit sounds good on the it. benefit. Right. And now like vinyl was selling like outselling digital music. And the fact that even with social media and all these things, like people were like, well, people don't buy albums anymore and albums are old hat and like, people really just want singles to actually hold albums now feeling kind of like events where, and I know because there's so much going on and there's so much out there, you really do have to make an extra point to let people know that this album's a thing because if no one else is going to celebrate it, then old Nas was going to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the same way that Sleigh Bells has been really good in pushing uh, Texas. Yes. Because even before the first single dropped, you knew about that shit, and they were doing a really good job of social media pumping that out. Um, What was the other album I was just thinking of? Oh, like Andrew WK's new album, which I got a chance to listen to some of that, and holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've always been a fan of his, and I think that in all the, outside of all the theatrics, I think he's got a really good and an interesting philosophy even if i don't agree with everything it's something that at least is worth thinking about where it seemed very like you know surface kind of like oh he's partying and yeah but there's sort of a point behind it and i i really like that a lot that's the thing too is i you know me like his music is is not necessarily in my purview but I think he's a really interesting dude, and I I love his energy. He just seems like he seems like you would give a good hug. <laughs> I know it's a weird <laughs> thing, but like he just seems like one of those like positive, like cool dudes. That even if you're not into like all the same shit that he's into, like you just like would be excited for him to be excited about stuff and that sort of thing. So right. And I know, and this is probably going to sound really corny, but 
Um, there was a time a couple of years back where, and especially like post-election, like 2016, where, you know, things really felt bleak. And I have no idea how he ended up on a radio station. He did. That's the one part that's just like, I don't know how that deal got inked. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like his philosophy is anything but most of the people on here. But um, he had a very short-lived uh, radio show podcast where he's just kind of going through like you know, life and things like that. And I think what I appreciated wasn't even just this overly positive, like, hey, everything's going to be okay kind of vibe, Mm -hmm. but embracing the fact of when things aren't okay, finding ways to channel that into ways that you can get through it. And I thought that was really cool. And even like the new album, which I haven't, like I said, um, I think that I just come out or at least a few singles that did are just really interesting stuff. And I'm getting this sort of vibe, because even like with, let's say, Deftones album last year, mm-hmm. which I know is maybe not as huge as a cultural thing as, let's say, Lil Nas X, because I know that community is a little bit more insular to a certain degree. Right. I'm feeling that at least we're starting to sort of pay attention more towards releases and there being more of a point of thing versus just, you know, because, again, my life was pretty much you know, predicated on music as was yours. And it wasn't something that you just listened to or did. You experienced it. Yes. And this is what this album was going back to Montero. It's an experience. It's a good experience. It's a great experience. <laughs> Man, music fucking rules, Ashley. Music is cool. A uh, big fan of music. <laughs> And we didn't even get into, I know at one point we're going to have to talk about the new Garbage album, because god damn. Oh my god. Like, that's that's one of those, like, I know it's an episode, I know I'm going to take, like, fucking 12 pages of notes, it's going to be ridiculous, and it's just going to be, like, I'm going to take 12 pages of ridiculously detailed notes, and then it's just going to be me screaming for 45 minutes or whatever. So And that's fine. <laughs> Hell, like, the the skeleton of the show was built on us squeeing in text form about garbage, so why would it be any different in podcast form? That's very true. I know. It's just one of those where I'm like, I don't know who's here for it, but somebody is, and God love you. <laughs> you know who's here for it? I am and you are, and... That's all that really matters. If this album has taught us anything, it's like, you know what, sometimes you just gotta embrace your whatever you are, yeah. you know? And all this new push everybody's been looking for, the next big thing, the new this, new that, it's not coming in the form of something like, no, it's coming in something authentic. That's the new thing. It's being fucking authentic. You know, Lil Nas has, you know, taken the world by storm by being unapologetically gay and unapologetically black, which is two things that the world cannot handle. Yep. Lord helped him if you, you know, if I identified as one, like, that would have been the next thing. Like, him even just pretending to be pregnant somehow sent people into a fucking tizzy. And I'm sorry, saying the word fucking tizzy just doesn't... Oh, my God. Like, I love you so much. Doesn't, it doesn't line up. A fucking tizzy. That, even saying that in such an emphatic voice, it's like, I really just poked the hole in my own balloon. Oh, man. I... Uh, <laughs> The people that just, like, flip their fucking shit about it. And it, you just, like, take a second and you're like, look at it. Look at look at what it, what it is. And it's just, he was excited about 
this project that he worked so hard on that it was his baby. This is a fucking familiar turn of phrase that he just took literally and for comedic effect and people fucking shit their pants over it. Like, (sighs) but Ashley, haven't you heard? We're not allowed to do anything. I'm sorry. We're not allowed to, you know, because, you know, all the shit that he got crap for. I'm sorry. You know, I'm just going to come out and say it. Had he been white, it would have been like, oh, my gosh, he's so like, you know, (laughs) he's such a like, you know, rebel. He's going against the curve. This is this is dangerous. This is like, you know, artistic. This is so like left of center. This is so cool. You know, but we do it. It's like. Why? Well, and there's a fucking prime example of this. The shoes versus Tony Hawk's skateboard. And this is not me Mm -hmm. talking shit about Tony Hawk. Like, we love Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's great. But the fact that there was blood in the shoes and and that's demonic, you know, satanic panic bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then Tony Hawk puts a vial of blood in with the red paint on a couple of skateboards. And that's just like a fucking cool thing that's metal as fuck, apparently. And the way that those two stories were treated... Mm-hmm. was just uh... and the company that made those shoes did do the jesus shoe which apparently had holy water in it and it was like this whole thing and yet no one even knew that was the thing and when it kept getting brought up it kept getting pushed aside yeah but little and this kid on top of a music video because as he flat out said people were constantly telling him that he was gonna go to hell so it's like well i might as well go and twerk on a devil <laughs> You kept telling me to go here, so then he did. It's like, wait, not like that. No, no, no. Oh, my God. That music video is so fun and so funny. And just, like, as a person who cannot dance, I'm always just, like, in awe of people that can. Because I'm like, I understand in my brain how rhythm works, but there's just, like, a disconnect between, like, my brain and my feet. (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's yeah i'm white there's only so much i can do uh that's okay (laughs) i just uh... if nothing else it just represented a lot of of what's great and also just what's wrong with us yeah really really what it comes down to and it was sad to see constantly even you know people in my own community not that we're a mon- we're not a monolith, you know, and one person doesn't speak for everybody, much like I don't speak for the entirety of anybody other than Adrian. Exactly. But just seeing all of just this shit talk and people really getting really just fired up about between that video and just like this game like and honestly, um the latest video, um, if they didn't freak out before, they definitely will now and I'm like, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for people to just and honestly that's something and not for nothing even like the industry baby video it's so because we knew if that were a bunch of women this would have been fine this it would have just no one would have batted an eyelash it would have just been honestly just another rap video sorry and i'm just mad because i'm like i can't dance like that on a good day let alone being lathered (laughs) up i'm like that's skill like damn i just i just remember i'm paraphrasing and not doing any justice and i don't know who it was so i can't even credit it there was a tweet on uh when that video came out of just like Lil nas x wanting to like 
fill the video with basically just like nothing but hot dudes. And then Jack Harlow's like, what about me? And he's like, you get one lady. <laughs> That's it. Oh man. That's great. <laughs> and not for nothing. Like, and I've only heard one or two songs from him. Of course, one of them was one of the features he did on the fast nine soundtrack, but I really hope that, you know, because I've been wrong before, but I'm really hoping he's got a good head in his shoulders because I'm starting to kind of come around to Jack Harlow because when he first came out, I'm like, oh, please don't let this be another Post Malone type situation. (laughs) But even Post Malone's like, okay, I feel like that whole Pokemon thing kind of like, once he sort of started making fun of himself. He figured it out. He figured it out because I'm like, he knows he looks like Jigglypuff drawing his face after he fell asleep. (laughs) Or the meme where someone was like, I don't where it's like his mustache looked like two dogs kissing, but it's like he was a talented dude. I just was not a fan of that comment he made about, you know, how he doesn't listen to hip-hop from meaningful lyrics or something like that. And it seemed like for somebody who made his career off of the backs of the hip-hop culture, yeah, you know, it's like, hey, um, my um, slightly less melanated uh, musicians, um, quick thing, if you're going to lean on the hip-hop community for your fame, please don't turn around and come up with stupid, dumb takes about it. We've been through this already. We talked to Miley about this. We definitely stopped that with Katy Perry before she started. And Mr. Malone, it's like, all right, cool. The Doritos commercials were cool. You singing this Hootie the Blowfish cover with a T-posing Charmander was really cool. (laughs) I forgot that was So Mr. Harlow, just... just (laughs) Oh, did you ever see that? I don't know if you ever saw that. I did. No, I for- okay. I forgot it was a thing until this moment. Oh, my God. Uh, the internet's weird. Uh, I love it. And I'm like, this is this is where we are now. We're Pokemon is singing with, like, <laughs> CGI Pokemon. Oh, by the way, that also became, like, an album that's dropping. And I'm sorry, the track list looks fire. Hmm. I'll have to investigate further. Actually, I'm going to investigate that while we're still talking. (laughs) Damn, that shit's catchy. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) There always comes that thing when an album's good. At first, you're like, oh my god, this is great. Then it slowly turns to anger because you're like, what a fucking kid. I don't really think this is good. Right? I'm like, he's 22. (laughs) He's 22 years old. You know what I was doing when I was 22? Fucking having a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I hope you're gonna say playing Pokemon, but that no, like I just, uh, uh good for him, man. Like you, you try to remain positive because, like you know, for the most part, like some people are just dumb and talented, and you try not to be mad about it. But like you know, that's not you, and that's that's just kind of where I'm at. Like good for him. Huh. Oh, yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously this all happened on Montero Day, so, like, whatever, yeah. uh, we do what we want. Because exactly. uh, I guess, do you want to still get into a little bit of what we were originally going to talk about before Sure. Um, Mr. Montero decided, well, I'm going to just drop this <laughs> Until we spent bang over an album and just fuck up talking like a teen's whole thing. Because, yeah. actually, I don't know if you read that tweet, he mentioned specifically being like, this was just posted to throw off. See, had we did this the night we were originally going to do it, we would have just done this. Exactly. We would have been we would have been focused. 
and this it would have been a, a short episode with no distractions or mistakes or meandering it would have been the perfect talking like a teen episode and what happened we had to go and fuck it up because <laughs> that's how we do things here um so <laughs> 41 minutes oh, in but what we had actually planned on talking about today <laughs> i was trying to think of a segue and i don't have one we were talking about skate culture like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> there, that's our intro. We put together a fun little game about uh, emo song titles and why they're so fucking long. <laughs> oh, yeah, because my God. And I did a, a tad bit of research looking into, like, why that is. Uh, but to be perfectly honest, like, it's just because Fall Out Boy is fucking pretentious. And then everyone else decided to follow suit. Like, I, I'll, I'll link the, the article that I found in the show notes. And it's, it's very long and it's very well written and it's, it's well researched and all of that jazz. But, like, the TLDR, it's all Fall Out Boy's fault. <laughs> but we put together a short little game show which i thought would be fun for us to play um where we've got some song titles and we have to guess the bands that they belong to i don't know how many questions you put together i put together a few i figured we didn't have to go through a whole bunch i mean shit i almost tended to just make this like a segment because there's so many yeah so i did i did seven questions and then i put together a short lightning round i don't know if you want to flip back or forth or would you do you want to go first or do you want me to go first um you can go first okay so first question the first song title is good to know that if i ever need attention all i have to do is die Oh, that is super easy. I know exactly who that is. Okay. That would be, um, I'm sorry, going to pull a Jeopardy. Uh, who is brand new? That brand new is correct. Do you know, because I also. Make it impossible <laughs> I figured I'd start, I figured I'd start easy and softball you a couple. I like... I'm sorry. <laughs> I also did write down the album title and then the year it was released. Do you know either of those things? Deja Antandu 2003. Yay nice i didn't do this now i feel like i underperformed <laughs> though what i was going to do was because some of these song titles were gonna be like references like pop culture references okay. and i was gonna ask you if you knew what they were so honestly i want to revisit this later on okay like almost like an episode almost like all right we'll just ask each other like because somebody i didn't go that deep but i wanted to but montero happened so whatever yeah, so we do it live yeah. <laughs> Well, do you want to save the actual questions then and we can just do the lightning round that I put together? Um, all right. Well, tell you what. You did the one. I'll do one and then we'll go into the lightning round. Sick. Okay. Go ahead. Now, do you want like a multiple choice or? I did put together multiple choice because like I know some of these, some of this shit I didn't, I just totally didn't listen to. So I guess give me the song title and then I'll see if we can see where my brain goes. All right, because I want to give you the most, like, garish, super long one, but then I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, ruin your life. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let me, let me dial it down. All right. Since you gave me, that was a, okay. 
So I'll make it multiple choice because I don't even know if like you would know this one. Okay. But I don't want to assume. But whatever. So the song title is My Cosmic Autumn Rebellion and in parentheses, The Inner Life as Blazing Shield of Defiance and Optimism as Celestial Spear of Action. Oh my god. What the fuck? So <laughs> is it A, The Flaming Lips, B, Grimes, or C, Of Montreal? It's got big Grimes energy. I think it's Grimes. It's the flaming lips. Yeah, that also tracks. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I do have. Okay, all right. You know what? Let's do another one because there's this other one that I don't know. Okay, sorry. I think I basically gave the answer, but it's just funny. Okay. So I'll tell you what, I'll do another one of yours. Okay. The song is called "I Will Never Write an Obligatory Song About Being on the Road and Missing Someone." Oof. Okay, I don't know that one. Okay. Do I get multiple choice? Choices. A, say anything. B, mayday parade. And <laughs> C, Sorry. choose. Spoiler. <laughs> Fuck. That's half my list. It's Chiros and Mayday Parade. Uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck? That was the point. <laughs> oh, shit. Now this is really difficult. What were the choices again? Okay, so you said Mayday Parade, Chiros, and who was the other band? Say anything. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> that definitely has some big Max Bemis energy. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say Mayday Parade. Nope. It's Say Anything. Fuck! I was right. See, that's why you always go interesting. Because that sounds like such a Max Bemis thing to write. <sighs> is a real boy is such a good album. It I, is. I had kind of forgotten about it, and then when I was putting this together, I like took a quick break and like listened to a couple say anything songs. <laughs> <laughs> I did fuck with. I don't remember what album it was on, but um, hate everyone. I always thought that was a fun song, but I think that was later. I say that anything that might have been like. 09, 010, 010, 2010, whatever. It was later than Israel Boy. Fuck all y'all. Okay, so shit, there's the one that I think would be easier to get, but this song title is just ridiculous, and I don't know. Fuck it. All right, so the song title is The Black Hawk War, or How to Demolish an Entire Civilization and Still Feel Good About Yourself in the Morning, or We Apologize for the Inconvenience, But You're Going to Have to Leave Now, or I Have Fought the Big Knives and Will Continue to Fight Them Until They're Off Our Lands. Oh, this was one of mine, too. (laughs) Because I'm just like... Because Sufjan's got... What the fuck, dude? Like, bruh. <laughs> really? Like, how is Flaming Lips looking at you like, um, you do too much drugs, bro. <laughs> All right, so I'll do another one then, because that's okay. great. So the song title is Sell the House, Sell the Car, Sell the Kids, Forget It, I'm Never Coming Back, Forget It. <laughs> it makes me think of... um. I'll give you multiple choice if you need it. Yeah, it makes me think of the Katamari song. The, the actual okay. title of that, which I can't remember the name of. Yeah, fuck the makeup, skip the shower? Yes. There was nothing to improve me. This is not a fucking movie. I am not a superhero. God damn, that song was so much fun, but it's like, it's so fun and bouncy, but it's so fucking dark. It's yeah. like, this is my favorite thing. That whole album is actually really good. I don't know how I ended up listening to it, but I did. Because I would not shut up about fuck the makeup, skip the shower. <laughs> 
No, it was one of those like a like a couple of months ago. I I listened to that song, and that song ended up being the gateway for me listening to the rest of the album. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, I need multiple choice. Sorry. I'm All right. Distracted. So is it Dillinger Four, the Dopamines, or the Copyrights? Oh, you know I don't know any of those bands. This is me kind of shooting in the dark completely. Um, is it Dillinger Four? Yes. Sick. <laughs> All right. That's now this was one of the I ones that I was of. gonna like give you pop quiz now this one this song i didn't realize this until years later which is actually funny since i've known about this thing for quite a while Uh well i had no choice so this was actually based on a painting the name of the painting is also based on a very popular war movie okay starring marlon brando apocalypse now oh fair enough (laughs) but yeah there was a few others but i figured well you had a lightning round thing which sounded super interesting yes so basically it's just Fall Out Boy or Panic at the Disco? Because so many of these dumb, <laughs> long-winded titles ended up being either Fall Out Boy songs or Panic at the Disco songs. And since you and I are both sort of familiar with with pockets of both, I thought it would be fun. And I thought it might be a little bit of a challenge. Okay, so lightning round. All right, first one is My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark. Mm. That's Fallout Boy. Yeah, that's the light him up song. <laughs> I'm a fire. Thinly veiled aggravation. Oh man, that so is stupid. a Fallout Boy track. <laughs> All light right, uh, don't don't threaten me with a good time. That's the name of the song title. Yes. Um, that's Panic at the Disco. Yes, it is. The patron saint of liars and fakes. Oh, I like this song. That's Fallout Boy. Yeah. Piano knows something I don't know. Panic at the Disco. Yeah, that's from the um, the Beatles album. <laughs> Which is called something else, but it's the Beatles album. Um, <laughs> Nails for breakfast, tax for snacks. What? That's Panic, at, that's Panic at the Disco. Yeah, I think that's like 2011 Panic at the Disco. <laughs> this one's obvious, but it made me laugh. I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy and all I got was a stupid song written about me. Um, a day to remember. <laughs> Nailed it. Um... <laughs> London Beckon songs about money written by machines. Wait, time out. Do you smell burnt toast? Could you read that, please? <laughs> London Beckon songs about money written by machines. That's got to be Panic at the Disco. Yeah. That's Brenda Yuri all over it. It sounds like you're having a stroke. I, I'm sure it's a reference to something, but like, fuck if I know, man. Hot to the touch, cold on the inside. Fuck. Um, that's Fallout Boy. That is Fallout Boy. Though, and I hate one of the ones I was going to use. Um, the song title was a reference to a line from Rushmore, but it's also one that has a slur in it. So I'm like, I can't use that. Yeah. Like, thanks, Fallout Boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fallout Boy. Uh, sophomore slump or comeback of the year. That is also Fallout Boy. That is Fallout Boy. Uh, and then the last one is Ready to Go, Get Me Out of My Mind. Oh, um, Panic at the Disco. And it's Panic at the Disco. See? Lighting round. Nice. That was fun. Yeah. I got high hopes stuck in my head because for some <laughs> reason that's the... Okay, so I've noticed I'm leaving with this because I can't just let us leave on a good note. Of course. So between my new job and two other places that I've had to frequent recently, um, and of course following guidelines still everybody, so don't freak out. Yeah. Um, and I am vaxxed, so get your goddamn shots. Um, <laughs> throwing it out there. 
I've, because remember like those texts I was sending you about how like my job's been like really just cranking out a lot of this like adult contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> the local <laughs> mall and um, one of the eaters that I frequent all have the same, like have similar music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are the fucking odds that like every place has a similar playlist? And it turns out it's like, I thought I'd been losing my mind because everywhere I go, it's the same set of music. And I'm sorry, but sometimes you can hear fucking Sophie B. Hawkins before you lose your mind. Damn! It's not even that one. <laughs> well, no, because that one's got a swear in it. Not even. It's not even about the swear. That song has too much, like, emotion. Yeah. And don't get me like don't get me wrong. I love this stuff. I grew up on a lot of this music. I continue to love it, but not when you hear for eight hours a day for 40 hours a week. Yeah, the adult contemporary episode of Talking Like a Teen is forthcoming. Do not worry about it. Because <laughs> I am tired of these goddamn fields of barley. I hope there's a blight. <laughs> I hope there's a famine that is... I hope that shit's like the beginning of Interstellar where it's just dust. Oh, man. The hell with these fields of gold. Oh, man. That song is bad. You know what it is? It's a nice song if you don't pay attention to the lyrics. Because I gotta say, there's a lot of Sting songs, especially early on, where like... Except for It's Probably Me, because that song fucking slaps. <laughs> I do like that song a lot. Uh, hashtag Lethal Weapon 3. But, like, that one, and what's the other one? Like, If I Lose My Faith in You? Yeah. They're fun songs, but I'm like, lyrically, like, they don't really do a whole lot for me, but they're still fun songs. Right. But, yeah, all three of these places that I've been frequenting have been playing legit the exact same playlist. And it's maddening, and I want out, and I feel like I'm in some sort of Truman Show-type hellscape. I wonder if it's like, because uh, we used these when we worked at Starbucks. I wonder if it's like a Muzak CD that's like legit just the same inoffensive rock for people to buy more shit sort of disc thing. Because like at work, there's advertisements every so often, so they definitely didn't opt for the premium. <laughs> But the thing is, the ads are for the place I work at, which is even more maddening. Yeah, that's kind of like big Best Buy energy. <laughs> don't, no, don't, <laughs> let's not, no. Well, that's just... All like, right. <laughs> <laughs> nope, oh no. Any, anybody who's ever shopped at a Best Buy fucking knows what I'm talking about, where it's like, here's a here's a 45-second Best Buy commercial, <laughs> and now we're going to play fucking Miley Cyrus... And then uh, here's another Best Buy commercial. This one's five minutes long. Fucking enjoy yourself while you want to kill yourself looking through CDs. And we don't even sell CDs anymore, so good luck. All right. And here's Maroon 5. (laughs) (laughs) This love has taken its toll. Okay. But, however, I am pissed that 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 Maroon 5 Slipknot mashup fucking slaps as hard as it does. Holy shit. Absolutely (laughs) <laughs> but it's one of like the singles like before i forget uh-huh. with um harder to breathe and like it's so much fun i'm sorry like and then because there's an alternate reality there's like an earth two earth three slipknot where they went into like funk metal <laughs> and it's glorious see and i think i'm more here for that well that was like who was it what was the one song was it sean kingston beautiful girls when they had matched up with um one of the Slipknot ballads off of All Hope Is Gone. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, that shit was fucking depressing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still so good. And it's like, I've kind of realized half these mashups have been Slipknot related, which, um, like, his R.E.P. Joey Jordan said, because that's still can't believe that dude's dead. He's hella talented. But, like, 
when because I've noticed that was it William um Maranci is his name or Mar Marcini? I think it's something like that. But like all these Slipknot songs that have been matched up and you're realizing like you know what maybe they should have just been a pop band because fuck a lot of this is really good <laughs> well and i think if how do i say this politely um if financial success was the goal it might have made them more accessible that is true well i guess there is stone sour oh god why uh, I'm sorry, I did like the first two albums, but I know that's definitely where you and I diverge. Like, we're legit doing the Paul Walker Vin Diesel split in the road right now. So, before. Well, I mean, um, that, that. <laughs> is Stone Sour, like, my only fucking point of reference is that, that Spider Man song, which, you like, got to played to the point of of just, like, pure annoyance. I, I can't oh, hear but it ever again. That soundtrack is definitely an episode because those soundtracks had no reason slapping as hard as they did. That is true. I wholeheartedly agree. Oh, man. But this has been fun. But uh, I guess we should let the good people go. But before we let them go, I'm going to tell you that you should listen to Montero. Um, we are not in any way affiliated with Little Nas X. We're just big fans and you deserve good things in your life. Yeah. He doesn't even have to pay us. I mean, if he wants to, that'd be great. <laughs> 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 well, he's giving away, like, I think, Bitcoin. So, hey, you know, look us up. <laughs> Please send us cryptocurrency. Because <laughs> uh, it's not a scam. I don't think this is legal, but please, um, could you email Bitcoin? Send it to uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, TLAT podcast on both. I uh, run a Twitter account and the ever amazing Ashley runs the Instagram account. Show us some love on both. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever fine podcasts are streamed, downloaded, and, and even some to. shitty podcasts. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh, don't wait me. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> it's late at night <laughs> I'm just expressing to myself <laughs> it's been a long week the filter's broken and I'm sorry bad podcast that's the way it be <laughs> um, while you're listening to podcasts though please be aware of your surroundings and do not get swallowed by a whale accurate <laughs> and I'm doing a dance right now, but it's not well choreographed, and I'm embarrassing myself. Have a good night. great podcasts, visit adrianhasissues.com.